The Lifestyle Show on RTE Radio 1 Extra. Welcome to The Lifestyle Show on RTE Radio 1 Extra with me, Tara Lockery-Grant. This is the show where we feature some of the best interviews that we meet with really inspirational people. We feature them on rte.ie forward slash lifestyle in the lifestyle section of the RTE News Now app and on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at RTE Lifestyle. So we really want to learn from people who are doing amazing things in the areas that we feature. So that's food, fashion, travel, living, motors, wellness, career, personal development and human interest. A lot of parenting stuff in there too. So I'm really excited to talk to a woman I met at the Dublin Tech Summit. I also saw speaking on stage at another event um, and a a lot of take homes and it is Sinead Brady and she is the owner or better known as the Chief Inspiration Officer for A Career to Love. So she's beaming at me here and that's exactly if you go to her website which is a careertolove.com you'll see her swish onto the homepage. So tell us first of all Sinead a little bit about yourself. The day to day now is in the job and then we'll go back to what got you here because I think it's a really interesting story. Yeah, so I'm an accredited psychologist and I work in the area, specialised in the area of career development, leadership education and executive development. So um, really, I suppose, because life and the way we live our life, our professional life and our personal life, the boundaries are so closely they're blurred yes. really between them now at this stage I mean your phone is your work your work is your phone and you're really kind of the boundaries are blurred all of the time so I work as a, as a psychologist working and helping people to find their sweet spot in their career so that they can develop thrive and flourish in that space brilliant because it's such an important space you must be off the hook busy at the moment because after the you know I mean the, the, we had a lot of tough years here and I think people were so grabbing onto and gripping onto the jobs that they have and if they had lost jobs looking for new new jobs that happiness possibly took a bit of a back seat and um, unfortunately and also opportunities to progress were very limited so are you finding now that you're in the last couple of years extremely busy? Yeah extremely busy and I was going to say lucky luckily busy and actually somebody pulled me up on saying that recently they said look Sinead you've Same. actually stopped saying you're lucky you're not you've worked really hard to make your luck and yes opportunities are opening up but the, you know that is not from luck. That is from really hard graft and really hard work. And I understand that everybody works hard and does their best. But And there is a little bit of luck attached. But yes, I am busy, Tara, thankfully. And I'm in the privileged position to be able to help people to own their career. And that's where, as you say, you know, people were in jobs for the last number of years where they feel almost grateful for having a role. And they felt, didn't feel, or they felt a lack of control over their jobs over their career, over their life, that things had to be done. And now there's a light kind of beaming at the end of the the tunnel that's suggesting, you know, I can actually own this path. I can be more in control of this. I can step into a place of leadership in my own life. And we have to remember that leadership is not just about a management role or being in a management position. It's about actually leading yourself in your life the way that you feel happy, content, and that you feel that you have a career to love. And we're not talking about Pollyanna positivity here either. Like, you know, if we're getting, as we said a little bit earlier, you know, a seven out of 10 and eight out of 10, most of the time, there's always going to be parts of your job that you don't enjoy, that you don't want to do, that you don't like doing, but they're part of the core function of your role. So we're looking for, you know, where you're in that place where you're really enjoying the majority of what you do. And yes, there's those pieces that aren't just ideal, but they're okay because the rest of it 
is great. Yeah, they might be bread and butter things that have to be done. Absolutely. Um, you gave as well, I love practicalities and you're, you seem to be a woman like that too and you gave some great tips for even starting out on this journey. So um, could you share some of those? I loved, let's say, even starting with at the very basics, your non-negotiables. You have two non-negotiables um, at home and uh, I'm sure they don't want to be called and put under that and that bracket, but two little cuties that keep you busy and they helps you set, should I say, some of your non-negotiables. Yeah, so I've got a four and a half year old Cyrilla and a six year old Sive. So they're both kind of at that very busy stage in life and then myself and my husband and um, operate a partnership around that. But in order to understand what I mean, I left a permanent pensionable job just after having my daughter um, and I had to make a decision as to how that was going to work and what way I could best support myself, my needs professionally and as a person, but also be the mum and the parent and the partner and friend uh, that I wanted to be. So um, based on evidence, again, I come from a psychology background, so we're looking at kind of the core things that everybody needs in their life. What are your non-negotiables? And, and they start, and sometimes people say when you're talking about your career, you should instantly be jumping into thinking about your profession non negotiables but actually take it back a slight step further and look at your lifestyle non-negotiables and they're quite simple like are you eating so what way are you nourishing your body are you sleeping are you getting and I know with little children at home it's not always possible to get the recommended amount of sleep but are you actually getting into bed and resting are you moving and yes exercise is important but are you actually walking are you moving if sweating it out in the gym is not for you are you simply moving and then are you spending time with people that make you smile let that be in work or let that be outside of work. People that are good for you and make you want to be a better person. And they're really important core non-negotiables to have. And when you have those things in place, you can face many, many challenges and bounce back in many ways. Um, and then the next stage you move on. I'll give you an example of all yeah. of my non-negotiables. Yes, great, when, good, when, yeah. yeah. So then personally, I mean, I, ha I know exactly how much money I need to earn to the penny. Brilliant. So I have a financial non-negotiable because I've got responsibilities and those responsibilities have to be met. We have a mortgage. We bought our house during the the boom is your sister yeah, yeah. it's and it's hard Very and hard. we actually have been overpaying our mortgage because we were caught up in the tracker so we've all these little things that are going on and their responsibilities that we have to meet so there's a financial non-negotiable there um also from a commuting perspective i mean there are certain ways that i can in terms of commute time there's a certain amount of time that i can allocate to commuting and if i have to go outside of that it has to be a really open discussion within our home because we have to depend on a support network in order for me to be able to do that commute or travel. Where, where are you based? Again? So I'm based in Cavan. I operate out of a home office at home and then out of my um, my my kind of administrative office, we'll say, in Dublin on Baggett Street. So I've got a dual base and um, we've got school runs, pickups and all that kind of stuff as well. And both myself and my husband are self-employed. So we have kind of this, you know, these non-negotiables happening in this space. Um, and I also have a non-negotiable um, around in that personal space around holidays um, because we need to be able to take time off. Um, and that's kind of on the micro level and the macro level. And when I talk about micro breaks, I'm talking about, you know, are you actually taking lunch during the day when you're in work? Are you, you know, making a long weekend a little bit longer by using up one day annual leave? So are you kind of able to kind of put micro and macro breaks into it and then you're able to take a two-week break. That doesn't mean that you have to go on kind of the five-star rings and bells holiday. Yeah. But, you know, where are we putting in breaks that are actually giving us moments during our year that are making life better better mm -hmm. and rest mm -hmm. because from rest comes productivity. Yes. 
Um, and then from a professional perspective, what are your non-negotiables per- professionally? So what are the things, like what are your why going to work? Good, yes, yes. So, you know, what is it that makes you want to go to work? And when you know what those whys are, it becomes a lot easier. So once you have your non-negotiables established, it takes time, Tara, yeah, to establish yeah. them. You really have to sit down. And I say take 60 seconds per day for one month and set a reminder on your phone for the same time every single day and anchor your 60 Mm. seconds to a routine already in existence. So for example, after I get into the car and I put my bag down, I'm going to spend 60 seconds before Mm. I turn on the ignition of the car working on my non-negotiables because this is important. So I know that sounds very literal but you actually need to anchor to something that you do each time every you do something every day so the car is a good example it might be before going to bed buy yourself a notebook that you smile when you look at and have a pen in the notebook Mm -hmm. and begin just to scribble down the things from a lifestyle perspective that are important to you the things from a personal perspective and the things from a professional perspective Mm -hmm. And you're going to have maybe 20, 30, 40 things in the initial stages. And then your job is to refine them down to where you've got about three or four under each heading because that becomes achievable as opposed to a dream list or a wish list. And sit down and figure out what are my non-negotiables. So just for a practical example, my non-negotiables are I have to nourish myself. So in my diary, I have to make sure that I have time to eat. Yes. So I actually have to factor in that I have time at breakfast, particularly I leave home some mornings at 5.30 in order to be in the city, you know, before the traffic. So I have to factor in times and I also need to be productive on the days that I'm in the city. So I have to be very careful not to put meetings back to back because I could easily do that. And no eating. And no eating. Mm. And then suddenly I've got a headache, I've got back, you know, things are kind of unravelling for me. So I need to put in structured time to eat. And we sometimes forget on the simplest of levels, is is actually therapeutic to have a hot cup of tea. It is. And to eat lunch. It yeah, is. Yeah, cup. it is. Yeah. Absolutely. So you need to have, they're really important things. So for me, it's actually around food, good quality food at the right times. I need to move. I'm just that type of person. I've got energy. I need to move. So I've, I in the last, like I always was active, but in the last three years, I've started to go to my local gym it's not necessarily for everybody, but I have to say Brian Coleman, he works at me. He's amazing. BC Fitness yeah. works really well for me. So I've done strength training and actually having that strength makes me feel stronger. Okay. And it sounds a little bit cliched, but it works yeah. for me. That's a non-negotiable. I have to have that. Mm-hmm. In terms of my girls, I have to have, I have to be able to see them at one side of I the day. I remember nearly all of your non-negotiables. Isn't yeah. that funny? And it must have been a year, Sinead. Yeah. So I have to be practical. I have a business. I'm running a business and the business has to be treated as a very important thing to me because it is but my children are also very important to me and in fact there's nothing more important than them and my husband and my family wider but I have to be able to to go and do my job to the best of my ability while not feeling guilty for going to do my job very very important but also I have to be a role model to my girls Mm -hmm. they're two young women growing up in a world where working is part of that world. And I have to be a role model to them. So I need to give myself permission to go to work because I've made that choice 
to go to work. So by going and saying to them, Mammy's not going to be here this morning or Mummy or whatever your kids mm. call me. Mine call me Mama yeah. and yeah. Mammy sometimes. Yeah. Um, you know, Mammy's not going to be here in the morning, but she will be home to put you to bed. Mm. Or actually, when I was leaving yesterday, um, they were both a little bit sick and weren't feeling that well. I was leaving at half five, so I didn't see them when they woke yesterday morning, when I went to bed last night or when they woke this morning. Oh, no, that's hard. Yeah. Which is hard. Mm. Now, I know one of my non-negotiables is that that doesn't happen. But there are occasions that I have to give myself permission to break the rule as well. But I will re-establish this week and next week that won't happen. Spending time with my partner is also important and time for my friends, which I have to be honest has suffered in the past while. You know, there's some of my dearest friends that live beside me and some a little bit further away that I really don't get to see the way I would love to. But that's just part of life. And I think we all understand those patterns of life. Professionally, I need to be growing and learning all of the time and I have to work with people. They're my three non-negotiables when it comes to my work. Okay. Um, and so th- so um, growing all the time, um, meeting people and what was the third one? Learning. Learning. Yeah. yeah. So important for me um, because I feel that in order to give the service that I give, if I'm not really evidence-based, if I'm not really hitting the information yes. that I need to, I can if I if I believe myself and, and the one thing I don't like being called as an expert because I'm not the moment that lifelong I lifelong learning we all need to do it now yeah. yeah the one thing that you forget if you become an expert or think you're an expert you stop learning absolutely and you just can't um, you have to keep learning all of the time I love as well one of the things that you do Sinead with the Thursdays yes because I do something similar so so I, I'd love to learn even more for, about it with you yeah so Thursdays myself and my my husband we have like we're both self-employed so. And we we try to drop the kids and pick them up as much as we can. And we've super support in, and we're lucky with our we both sets of grandparents live quite locally and right. we depend on that massively. Um, but for the most part, we try to mind the girls as much as we can around school and that ourselves. So, um, but we have a tactic Thursday, which we have a glass of wine with typically. So we'll compare calendars on a weekly basis. My days away from home are Tuesdays and Thursdays. Alan tends to work Monday, Wednesday, Friday away from home. And then we're based at home alternative, so opposite each other. Um, and then I may be on site alternatively, but I'm always home for the pickups and drop-offs if, if possible. So we have this tactical Thursday where we sit down with a glass of wine, no television, no phones, no nothing. And we actually compare I what's happening this. the following week. And then we kind of go, OK, so what are you at? Where are you? How can we be flexible around each other? Can you be flexible this week? And where do we need help? So we're putting That's our great. support network on on, on, on kind of um, I, call uh, yeah. and, you know, letting people know that Advanced we need alert. your help, mm-hmm. you know. And, and we're very lucky with the crash that the girls are in as well. Like they're so supportive. Like they do mindfulness with them. Like it's an incredible... Incredible wow. facility. Yeah, the community crash locally to us, like it's immense. So we're very lucky that our support network is quite wide and strong. Um, but we do have to plan. plan. Mm-hmm. And that tactical Thursday is so important. I love it. You know, we sit yeah. with the, with an actual pen and diary in hand <laughs> and you're figuring out yes. what we can do, what we can't it's do so and weird. how we and can it's manage. It's so weird that I also do it on a Thursday. Do you do it on Thursday as <laughs> yeah, well? Yeah, straight after That's, Scouts. Yeah, insane. That's brilliant. <laughs> I don't know why I'm nearly embarrassed about it. Like, it's great. Do you know what? I, I'm not. I'm delighted because yes. I know that we come upon this organically but now you're helping share this with other people so they can get out there and do it. It's yeah. so important mm-hmm. and even with your non-negotiables they are like when you're sitting down to talk about them with yourself for example if you're in your 60 seconds like go to what you really would like the best case scenario to be 
And that doesn't mean that you've been selfish. Point. It's a yes. really good starting point. Mm-hmm. And then you can protect your yes and own your no. It. So it means that if you're saying yes to something, you're saying it for the right reasons. And if you're saying no to something, you're also saying it for the right reasons. Shade, I want to get to the stage where I know who is... I think everybody could do with the you, right? So who is who are those everybody's? Is it, is it companies? Is it one-to-one? Is it groups? How does it work and how do people come? So the website is a careertolove.com and then on social, I'm kind of Instagram, Facebook. You're very you know. good on social, actually. Yeah, yeah thanks. Yeah. And, and I actually really enjoy social, LinkedIn. You can tell. Yeah, yeah really enjoy it. And I feel like it's a conversation. But yes. what I love about the social is that actually it's it's a preparation or a conversation for offline. Yes. So it feels like, you know, you and I met. Yes. And we feel like we're old friends. We've got this conversation that we start. And then it begins from there and it's lovely. So I love social for that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so... I have two different sides to the business. So kind of I would have individuals come to me who are saying, I want something outside of the workplace where I have this kind of strategy that I build and put myself in control of my own career. So it might be somebody that's deciding, you know, I'm really in a position to press play on my career now. Maybe I'm a mum, I've taken time out or a dad, I've taken time out in the workplace or, you know, I've decided I've kind of cruised along for a little while and now I'm ready to press play in my career and I want a strategy for the next steps. What I do is when you come to me, like we work on establishing your non-negotiables, they're really, really important because everybody needs that platform. They're your stress blockers, they're your performance boosters and they're the piece that when you reestablish and look back into them, you can actually say, okay, yeah, this week I didn't feel great because or whatever it is. So we'd work on that. I would work on that with everybody. But then the the as you move through the process together and it's not fast Tara and anybody that says to you that kind of either career change career pivot or career strategy is quick I would fundamentally believe are misguiding you because it is deeply personal and you have to understand the wider landscape and the context within which your career is happening in order for change to be effective and you also need to understand like you mentioned money you need to understand what the financial implications of a career decision are Um, and some people will say you know just walk away just walk out the door that's not always practical or possible and sometimes you have to plan an exit strategy and so we need to understand kind of the global picture in order to make a good decision it's then once we get past that and we get to the stage where we're kind of going okay so what are your hopes dreams for the future what are your expectations or perhaps you're confused so we really enter into that then on a bespoke individual basis Um, I work from a cognitive perspective so um, and use the principles of cognitive behavioural therapy in order to coach and to move you through the process most people hold the answers to the questions themselves I was thinking that yeah they really do so it's very much about actually kind of going back into yourself and really peeling back a lot of the layers of influence that are often there kind of the shoulds and the should nots and what you feel the expectations Mm. of others are and there's so many societal expectations around what you should have achieved by certain ages at certain times and so on and it's about peeling back those layers of influence to help people to uncover what they want and then they can choose whether they want to go with that or not but it's actually then making a conscious decision around that Mm -hmm. so it's very bespoke to the individual depending on what they want and as I said there are different stages in your career where you might be deciding to step out to do that the way that works for you to step in 
to press play, to progress, maybe to move. You might be deciding that I'm going to move career completely, have a complete career change. How am I going to do this? Well, let's look at a pivot role. And we get the pivot role that's got less stress and so on. How can we then get you educated to the point where you can step into that role? So we really evaluate strategies that work for you in the context of your entire life. Brilliant. Because careers are so personal, Tara. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And uh, we spend some of, m- most of our time there in, in work, so it may yeah. you really need it to be a happy place. We do. And something that you're passionate about. So so then you work that out and the person themselves will often, the client uh, would often know a lot about the industry and then you might point them in the directions to do more homework. Yeah, so there's always stuff that you have to do in between sessions. But I mean, I, I kind of try and keep as much of a close eye on um, what's happening within the educational sector so that if there are things that can help you within that transition that I can direct you towards those so that they're professionally recognised courses and so on. And like actually anybody that's thinking about a risk-free exercise Exploration is really, really important. So don't throw your money into something before you've really thought about something. So there's a fantastic facility called futurelearn.com. Oh my God, I heard about this. I yeah. Love it. Free learning. Free learning and, and, and edX.org. So edX.org is the American version. So you've got Berkeley on there, Harvard, um, like some of the most outstanding institutions from across the world. And then Future Learn is the European counterpart. So you've got a lot of the Irish universities offerings on there, but they're free. Now, the one thing I would say to you is time is our most precious commodity. So don't see them as free because if you see them as free, you won't finish it. So see them as a a commitment to your future and you're investing your time in that commitment before you spend money. I love the way as well you mentioned success and how, what it looks like. What does it mean to you? That's a really good question, but it's also a hard one. <laughs> um, and I, for me, success is about a feeling of contentment. So it's actually feeling when things are not going great, that I have the resources and the resilience to cope, that I have a support network around me, that my children can talk to me, whatever their little worry is, you know, that they can talk to me. But I suppose success really for me is about giving myself permission to be the best version of myself, whatever that looks like at that time in my life. So at the moment, it's building and growing my business and really educating people around careers and how to think about them. In the time that we sat down and looked at the financial implications of making the decision to leave the permanent pensionable job, um, like we had to take what's called the traffic light system, like a red pen, and an, an amber pen and a green pen to our bank statements to figure out, could we do this? Well, yeah, oh, that was so uncomfortable. Red has to stay negotiable. Red has to go. Uh, uh, red is the discretionary oh, spend. Is discretionary. Green so is, has green to is has to stay. Amber and amber is sure. like the coffee and that kind of stuff so my shoes sat in that red space so there were no shoes but that was okay Tara actually so hear my panic the grown up is in me is gone how long did, were they in the red zone not for as long as I thought <laughs> thankfully okay. but in order to make that it wasn't an easy decision and like my mother and my granny were doing decades of the rosary oh, for me I yeah know. they yeah, thought I'd lost my mind yes, you know yeah. um, and now they understand yeah. why I made the decision and and how much better it is for me but I suppose I've been lucky to be blessed um, with great supports and been lucky in that I've been you know You're a grafter as well though Sinead as you said I love when people talk about things like an overnight success or whatever and in the, in the, that took it was 20 years in the making Yeah You were grafting planning working as, Yeah you know. Absolutely and that grafting I suppose I would have a strong work ethic in any in any case. But yes, there is no doubt hard work and endless hours. And there was one point, like I talk about sleep, been a non-negotiable. There was one point where I was going on four to five hours sleep every night mm. in order to actually kind of 
be the CEO of everything. Um, now that has changed and that has eased out a little bit. But, you know, your balance and a balance is actually a word I don't like, but you're trying to manage kids, you're trying to manage a new business. Your husband or partner is also self-employed. You know, you've, there's a lot of responsibility attached to it and you have to graft really hard. So there is an element of luck to doors opening, but absolutely there has to be hard work at the back of it. You so know, do you think there's a certain age that people reach when they're in particular knocking on your door? Um. So in terms, I think there's a tipping point in terms of a feeling for people. So that tends to be a feeling of like, I can't take one more day where I have to go to, you know, to do this or Mm -hmm. that job. Um, And and actually, it's a really interesting thing. Companies are starting to see that. That's right, because we only got to one part of your work. Companies and groups are another part. Tell us about that. Yeah, so companies and groups are really interested in helping their people to be the best version of themselves. And they realise that, and the really good ones are looking at people and helping them to own their career within the company so that it's not a performance review that you're doing kind of once a month or once a year or whatever that this is open continuous conversation so companies are bringing me in to look at their leadership and executive development and to build the skills of ownership of your career for yourself within the business so that you can lead yourself so and it's really interesting to see what Very happens exciting. so mm. exciting when people see leadership as rankless yes. so that leadership and management are not linked together that Management is a function, but leadership is actually an individual spirit. And you can be a leader from the first day you walk into a business. So, you know, just take somebody and they walk in and they see something that's really important to be done. And they do it and they step up and they make that part of their role. And they're leading by just doing something really basic that they've seen as a need. And it, it makes things better for everybody. Are these Irish companies or multinationals? There's both. Brilliant. Yeah, Love hearing both. the Irish that are in there oh, too, the forward thinkingness of Absolutely. Yeah. And and I suppose there is, you know, SMEs would love to be doing more, but there's there's lovely things happening at the moment. And like I'm running um, and working on maternity leave and that's something that's very, very close to my heart is the return to work after maternity leave. It's so important, um, Tara, because... Um, you know, there is, there's a future skills shortage. The only way the future skills shortage can be filled is by having women in the workplace. And it's supporting women returning to work after maternity leave. Now, I say that, but I also say we have to give permission to women and to men, to parents in general, to be the version of parent that they want to be. Some men want to stay at home. Some women want to stay at home. Some women do not want to stay at home. Some men do not want to stay at home. Some people want to be 50-50. Some people want to be 75-25. But we have to give permission to ourselves and to each other to be a parent Absolutely. in the best way that we can. And support all of those options. Absolutely. Versus judging. Correct. Which can often happen. So important, Tara. And like companies do have to look at how they're return, helping and supporting women returning to work after maternity leave. Yeah. Um, it's so important. And equal opportunity, e- e- equal opportunity employers continually say that that give themselves that tag the whole time. But then looking, as if you look at two careers on paper and the uh, quality and uh, in terms of pay, pay scale, uh, rank, um, and you look at how they're uh, the only difference is that a woman has had to take or wanted to take or taken maternity leave and taken those that time away. And um, I find sometimes that that's very upsetting and frustrating that if for equal work, there should be equal pay. 
and equal remuneration. Absolutely. And sometimes we don't see that there is there is disparity, isn't there? There is an equal access to opportunity. Yes. Um, and, and I do think, you know, we've got parental leave and we have paternity leave. I'm wondering how many leaders and organisations are tapping new dads on the shoulder and saying you didn't take yes. your paternity leave. Is there a reason? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, this is happening in other some other yeah. European countries. Yeah, some Scandinavian countries. Absolutely, the men have the dads have an opportunity to take extensive amounts of yeah. uh, parental leave versus what we have here. We've months two, versus weeks. Months versus weeks, and we do have two weeks, but we know that the uptake is very low um, for men. And we, I think, as leaders in organisations, we have a responsibility to say to those men who many of them want to be at home with their partners and their baby why are you not taking your two weeks we would like you to take your two weeks you know and it's just to show and and also up to the age of eight every person in the workplace has eight an entitlement to um parental leave I i do think that we lead by example so i'm sure there are people in a leadership position in a management senior management position who has a child under eight, who's entitled to that parental leave, has never taken it. I wonder how many of them would dive in and be the first to take it so that they actually lead their people in the truest sense of the word. We're going to have to come back in and talk to us because I would love love to talk more about the juggling tips and tricks that you have for us there. Women coming back to work, as we spoke about, and a little bit more detail of tools and upskilling and all of that area. So will you do that with us? I'd love to, Tara. Great. Thank you so much again, Sinead, for coming in to talk to us. So owner of A Career to Love or Chief Inspiration Officer, which I think is a much cooler title. Sinead Brady, thank you so much for coming in to us. So that's it from me, Tara Lockery-Grant, and the Lifestyle Show for this week. I think you'll agree that we have some really, really good learnings in there. We'll have the article up as well on rte.ie forward slash lifestyle and in the lifestyle section of the RTE News Now app. And again, on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, we'll all be showing the love for each other on there with Sinead. Thanks so much for listening and I'll be back with you next week. The Lifestyle Show with Tara Lockery-Grant on RTE Radio 1 Extra.